Hello and welcome to the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast series. I'm your host, Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature. And in this podcast, I interview leaders from different organisations and industries to find out more about the challenges they face in leading through uncertainty and how they overcome them. This week, I'm taking a break from interviews, so I thought I'd share my experience of my book, which has been recently published. The book's called Leading Through Uncertainty, which is obviously the title of this podcast series. And the subtitle is Emotional Resilience and Human Connection in a Performance-Driven World. And people often ask me how I came up with the title for the book. And the title Leading Through Uncertainty came from about two years ago when I was sat in a field with my dog for company. Uh, I spent four days just chilling out and camping with my dog. I was absolutely exhausted and I needed a break. So I took myself off with my dog and chilled out. And at the end of four days, I had the title of this book, which might not sound like an awful lot for four days, but actually it was, it was a creative spark and it was an idea. And what I realized was that uncertainty was something that everybody was struggling with. And that uncertainty was something I was really comfortable with because of the work that I do with horses, where Every time I lead a horse, I never know if they're going to come with me or not, which, of course, is very similar to when we're leading people, because, you know, the best we can do is is lead, inspire and engage. But we never know whether people are actually going to come with us and be led, engaged and inspired. So um, so that's where it started. And I decided that in order to explore the topic further, it would be useful to get input from other people and other people's experiences. So I invited a group of about 10 senior leaders from a range of different sectors, some from um, large corporations, a couple from smaller organisations, and some leadership practitioners and experts as well, to look at the topic of leading through uncertainty. And we covered a whole range of things. But in this round table, I didn't want us to just talk about it theoretically. I wanted us to experience it and embody it as well. So I included horses in the round table discussion. And I know that might sound a bit bonkers, but what we actually did was we combined a mix of discussion with working with the horses. And on the by the end of the day, what I had was some key themes that had come out of the discussion and out of the work with the horses that I turned into a white paper. And I wrote that a couple of years ago. And um, and all, as I wrote it, I realised that it was the title of my next book because as I wrote it, I wanted to stay true to the topics that had been discussed on the day. But in the process, I also realised that although the white paper was about two and a half to 3,000 words, I realised that I had so much more to say and there was, it was such a rich topic that it would become my next book. And of course, it did. Um, so the book is called Leading Through Uncertainty. The subtitle is Emotional Resilience and Human Connection in a Performance-Driven World. Now, why the subtitle? Well, Firstly, one of the things that happens in uncertainty is that it's uncomfortable. Um, 
and it's emotionally challenging because the whole nature of uncertainty is we don't have a fixed outcome we don't necessarily know where we're going and what that means is that people are leading out of their comfort zone now depending on how comfortable you are in uncertainty and out of your comfort zone will depend on how easy that is for you but there'll always come a point for all of us where our limit will be reached and once we reach our limit of being comfortable we start to get stressed and overwhelmed um, and overwhelmed when the stress continues for a longer period of time and what I've been finding and what my clients were finding was that with the rapid pace of change that is happening people were getting stressed more quickly because they were already at a point of overwhelm and that what I've been finding is that a lot of the clients that I've been working with, they're working at a point where they're just right at their limit of overwhelm, just operating and functioning in a way that means they're absolutely brilliant at their job, but there's no room for additional stress. Um, and so I wanted to raise the awareness of this to say that stress is normal when things are uncertain, and that we need to be able to find a way to to balance it and to cope with that emotion, but also to try and minimise it and stay grounded under pressure because we are experiencing huge amounts of change and that's that's probably not going to change now. Um, the other thing that happens in uncertainty is fear and polarisation. The very fact that uncertainty doesn't have a fixed outcome means that everybody will have a different opinion about what the outcome is and what we should do. And therefore, if we're not skilled in navigating our way through that uncertainty, we can hit polarised views where everybody has a different opinion. And unless we are skilled in being able to sit down and seek understanding and really engage in a quality of dialogue and conversation beyond what we've done before... If we can't do that, then we end up with polarisation and we end up with people disconnecting and going away. And actually what I discovered um, as part of the roundtable, but in, in the writing of this book and the interviewing of, of CEOs that I, that I did as part of my research and, and a wealth of other people as well, was recognising that polarisation, fear, stress and overwhelm they're actually part of the process of uncertainty and that we don't need to resist those things. And I think sometimes there's a tendency when we hit stress or overwhelm or polarisation, there's a tendency to try and make it wrong and try and make everything okay again. And part of what the message is in the book is to say, this is normal. You will have fear, you will have polarisation, you will feel stressed and at times you'll feel overwhelmed and it's really important to find a way to get comfortable with the discomfort of the uncertainty. Get comfortable with the discomfort of the emotions that it generates. And to recognise that disconnection is also a normal part of it. And to not beat ourselves up when we disconnect and withdraw. But to recognise it, allow ourselves space to reflect, but to keep re-engaging and keep coming back. That's why I wanted to write the book because it's such a rich topic and it's something that everybody is experiencing and nobody knows how to 
lead through it. And of course, every time we lead through uncertainty, the way we lead through it is going to be different every time because the uncertainty is different every time. So it's not it's not about having a, a, a you know a process that says if you do A plus B you get C and therefore you can navigate uncertainty. It's more about getting comfortable with the emotions that it generates and being resilient in bouncing back, but also recognizing at what point do we need to take care of ourselves? At what point do we need to just take some time out and um, and recharge so that we can come back? That's why I wrote the book. And as I say, it came out of a, a round table with, with the horses. And I decided to launch the book. Uh, the book was published on the 16th of May. And the book launch was on the 24th of May. And because the horses had informed my understanding of uncertainty, I wanted them to be there at the book launch. My background is I'm I'm not a horse person. I'm a I'm a business person. I spent 16 years working in IBM, and I realised looking back over my career that I always did the jobs that were unclear, undefined, and my job was to go in, work out what needed to be done, and and put some structure around it, the governance around it, and create some certainty from the uncertainty. So my career has been built on that, and horses came into my life by chance, and I'll, I'll talk about that another day on another podcast suffice to say that I don't have huge amounts of experience around horses or I didn't when I started doing this work back in 2012 so when I decided to take all five of my horses to my book launch it was a massive deal for me Uh, what you need to understand about my horses is all five of them live as a natural herd they live out 24 7 They have all been um, ridden in the past, so they have all travelled in the past. For some of them, it's been a positive experience, for others, less so. But all of them, once they come to my location, they are turned out into the herd and they become a natural herd. And they never leave my sight. And as in, not my um, eyesight, but they never leave the location where where they are based. So to ask all five horses to get onto the back of a lorry and go, okay, only five miles up the road to a a venue to do a demo of leadership with horses is a huge ask for them and also for me. You could say that the book launch was all about me role modelling, me leading through uncertainty because I had no idea if, firstly, if all five of my horses would go, would get there, how they would behave when they got there and whether they would be capable of doing a demo. The first thing about uncertainty is it requires huge amounts of trust. It means that we need to take a leap of faith to say, I'm willing to put myself out there for the sake of creating something that's in service of others. In this case, doing a demo for an audience of about 70 people. And pretty much everything that could conspire against me did so despite meticulous planning um, my transport that was booked three months prior to the event cancelled on me the week before my yard manager went off sick with shingles the week before and the books that were due to arrive the week before didn't and so two days before the event I had no transport no yard manager which meant I was also down with a horse handler Um, and the overall uh, 
leader of the horses for the night and no books. Now, in the past, I might have been extremely stressed about that because I knew I had 70 people coming within two days to see the horses, to hear about the book. Um, but I just trusted and I did everything I possibly could to get it all back on track. And of course I did. So I did find um, transport and um, my yard manager was still off sick, but I found additional horse handlers and lots of support that um, that came out. And, and the books, thankfully, did arrive two days before. And then on the night, um, again, we had a meticulous plan, almost a minute by minute of events that were happening throughout the day that would get the horses there and get the venue set up so that we could run this event. We had catering. There was an interview with me and my publisher about the book and my publisher about her experience of um, publishing and why she specialises in business books. So it was it was a big event. And uh, about an hour, about two hours before um, we were due to start, the final two horses wouldn't load on the lorry. So I took a phone call and I headed back to the yard uh, to see if we could get Mr. Blue on the lorry. And of course, Mr. Blue is on the front cover of the book. So of all the horses that I wanted to be there, he was the one that I was most attached to being there because he was on the front cover. Um, and as I got in the in the car heading back to the to my yard, I could feel my stress level starting to rise, thinking, what, what do I do if he won't get on the lorry? And at that point, I just thought, I'm attached to a particular outcome. And one of the challenges of uncertainty is that we create stress for ourselves when we become attached to an outcome. And the reality is in uncertainty, there is no, there is an ideal outcome, but there's no, there's no guarantee of having the outcome that we have planned because it is by its very nature uncertain. So what I did was I became clear that I had a strong intention to get Mr. Blue there. But I let go of needing to have him there. And I trusted that I'd got all the support around me to help me get him on the lorry. And that if he wouldn't, then we would do the event with the three horses who had already got on the lorry and had arrived at the, at the, uh, at the venue already. In the end, we did get Mr. Blue on the lorry. We did get him there. And everything came together. But what was really crucial about that whole process was that I allowed myself to stay really grounded and calm and to let go of everything needing to be perfect to let go of everything needing to happen the way I'd planned it because of course we can have the best plan in the world but but the thing about uncertainty is we can't control it so the best we can do is to lead our way through it and to trust that we are operating within our capabilities and we're stretching ourselves, so we're growing our capabilities in the moment. But raising our stress level doesn't actually make things work out any better. And that in those moments, effective, calm leadership is the best we can hope for. So we did have an absolutely fantastic event. Um, and all of the things that are in the book 
um, came out. You know, I talked about the stress and overwhelm, fear and polarization, the fact that we get triggered when things aren't working as we planned. And that's why the subtitle has emotional resilience in it, because emotional resilience is crucial when we're leading through uncertainty. And and now more than ever before, I think, because the pace of change that we're operating with means that we rarely pause for breath um, and that we actually need to find that space so that we can regain our composure. And there were brief moments where I felt my stress level rising, where I would pause for breath and just let go and just lean into trust again. So the book launch was a fantastic evening. I had um, the magnificent Dave Sharp, who is an incredible MC and event host. He held the whole evening together beautifully um, and really role modelled the the value of an MC who can lead through uncertainty. Because you know, when you are working with horses, you have no idea what's going to happen, and and of course we didn't. And and Dave did an incredible job of holding the whole thing together. And I had so much support around me. Um, photography was done by John Cleary, uh, johnclearyphotography.co.uk. He is arguably one of the best, if not, in my opinion, the best event photographer in the way that he captures the essence of the energy and the emotion behind the event. Um, I've seen him photograph events where I've not been there where I've wished I was because I've seen the photos and realised that there was a buzz and an energy in the room and a, and a lightness and a fun that made me want to be there. Um, I've shared the photos of the book launch on my website as well, so have a look at those and see if you can get an essence of the event that was the book launch because John really does do an incredible job and holds it all together. Um, and again, role models leading through uncertainty with such skill and and ease and then I had uh, five magnificent horse handlers who again had come from different parts of the country from Wales from Grantham um, as well as locally and from Stroud they really created a sense of grounded calm and role modeled for the horses what it is to lead to uncertainty because you have to remember these are five horses that never leave their normal location they don't travel regularly it was a big ask for them to be there in front of a big audience with all the the atmosphere that that gets created with that and they were magnificent the horses were so calm and so grounded and they did the most beautiful demo with with people from the audience so um it was a fantastic event there were a whole ton of other people caterers people on the door um, friends and family, so many people pulled together on the night and made this a really special night. So it's a huge thank you to them. Um, but really a testament to what's required when we're leading through uncertainty. And and I think one of the key things was that, and one of the key things that came out of my interviews with CEOs was that um, many of them said they were very comfortable leading through uncertainty. And when I asked them about that, they said what they do is they look for what's certain and they create a framework and a structure that is certain. Now, whether that's your values or whether it's or whether it's just um, 
behaviours or whether it's the things that are already known, um, all of them created a framework of certainty. And I think that's actually really crucial. And what, um, whenever I was not sure about, you know, is this going to work out okay, I looked around me and saw the support that I had. And I thought, well, what's certain is that I've got a cracking team of people around me who are really, really skilled. That is certain. And when we can pin our hopes on that, it allows us to relax into our leadership and just recognise that we are all human, we're all doing our best um, to stay open, to stay curious, to work with each other, to listen to each other and and just trust ourselves. Um, so that's a little bit of insight to the background to the book and also the, the book launch. I hope you found that interesting. Um, if you are interested in the book, you can find it on Amazon. If you search on my name, Jude Jennison, or you can search on the title Leading Through Uncertainty, both of those will, will come up with a book on Amazon. But also check out the rest of my podcast series on Leading Through Uncertainty. I've been interviewing some amazing people from a wide range of organisations. They've all got a different view of uncertainty. So check that out and you can find that at www.judejennison.com forward slash podcasts. I leave you reflecting on your own emotional resilience and connection this week. What's the uncertainty that you're experiencing currently? And what support do you need as you navigate it? That's it for this podcast. I was your host, Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature. Keep leading and I'll come back soon with the next interview on Leading Through Uncertainty. Mm-hmm.